0: Welcome to the T-Squared Dads Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell.
1: Welcome back to our podcast, guys, and I got Megan Pope here with us.
0: What's up, everyone? Hello, how are we?
1: Uh, thank you Megan for joining us I just wanted to have you on our podcast so you can tell us a little bit about your story I mean how you got involved into the AE environment you know what school you went to you know who what companies you work for and how long is you know because I know you're still kind of working to get licensed so how what got you all the way down here to Pensacola and just give us a give us a little background of
0: Well, I am 24 years old now. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, My journey kind of started when I was young. So my dad actually designed and built our house. So I'd always been like immersed within the, I don't know, architectural environment. So I always grew up like with him around the table doing red lines after work. Um, and just always like ask questions and stuff. And so when he built our house, um, my dad and my mom let me go kind of buck wild and pick out what I wanted to do um, in my room. And so that kind of started my whole interiors journey cause I was like, oh yeah, this is fun, you know, paint, carpet, whatever. And then of course, as I got older, when I was four years old, you know, that wasn't my, my thing anymore, it was my jam. So they let me redesign it all again, paint, furniture, et cetera. And then again, another like four years later, I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling all this vibrant colors. And so they asked me the last time to put a full presentation together with budget and all the furnishings and everything. And I was like, yo, this is kind of cool. I wonder if I can make this into a career. So at 14 years old, you know, I started deep diving into like where I could take this and turns out it's a degree in interiors and I kind of just started my I mean everybody told me that I still had time to change my mind but look at me now I didn't change my mind so (laughs) but yeah I started at University of Wisconsin Stevens Point and then I had associations with the military which brought me out to the beautiful island of Oahu Nice. And I spent the rest of my three and a half-ish years at the University of Chaminade in Honolulu where I got a bachelor's degree of fine arts in environmental interior design with a minor in history, which I don't use, but you know a good flex you know what I'm saying um, yeah and then my association brought me here to Pensacola and now I've been working actually I just had my two years I just had my two years here and um, yeah we're still learning and we're still growing every day and I think that's the best part because every day is something something new something different and it's never the same
1: tell us a little bit about that class that whole environmental class what what was that about because it sounds interesting I never heard it
0: Uh, Most of it was just, like, focusing on, like, sustainability and biophilia and making sure that indoor and outdoor have their own relations that, I don't know, overall just well, like, benefits the well-being of the end users. It was just always to be conscious of that, like, how environments, um, like, your interior environments, oh god, like, inspire yourself like inspire like how you feel within that space and like always be conscious of that
1: so it's, it's like a like a psychological kind of like class that t- teaches you like hey certain colors do uh produce certain emotions on people's so like i know that there's a company and some of you guys may have encountered this that goes around selling a machine that produces a, a smell and and they they do that in lobbies and hotels uh, America, so yeah like yeah.
0: I smell good <laughs> yeah, it's like that but also more like focus on sustainability so like making sure that you are like lead certified by the end of your project or just like making sure that your products are sustainably sourced and you have a lower carbon footprint just that kind of stuff
1: have you thought have you ever thought of uh, getting like lead certified
0: no <laughs> not really I feel like they're it's own importance in it's own
1: time because I, I know I, I, took a, I took a class uh, and they were talking about there are so many different entities that are coming out now. Like lead used to be the one that everybody was chasing to get lead certified. And then now there's all these different entities. Well
0: and, well, and there's another one that I can't recall, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's now like more companies that are more focused on lowering their carbon footprint and finding more sustainably sourced product. Like, are we actually getting this from people who are actually getting paid decently to harvest this stuff it's it's cool because you know we didn't used to always think about that stuff so it's good to know now
1: the the one thing that um i remember when we were dealing a lot with military projects lead kind of brought out some things that i never thought about like formaldehyde like do we really ever think about those products that we have inside buildings oozing all these chemicals in the air.
0: No, like, and that's the thing. It's like lead paint too. Like we were painting all that stuff and nobody cared until like, we're like, oh, cancer. Oh, maybe it's because of the paint. Got it. Yeah. So it's like one of those kind of things. Like it's always after the fact you, you go back and you realize like, well, maybe there are some harmful things that are in these products. But now I think as a whole in like the industry and even like manufacturing wise, like we're more conscientious about it. We're now thinking about it more as before like it just was what it was we weren't thinking about it
1: so it, it's good to know because you know if somebody ever picked up the phone and said hey megan can you help me select products that are not going to make my employees sick or you know products that are going to be healthy for my house for my children etc you, you have kind of sort of like already some education as far as what to do and how to help people um, let me kind of go back a little bit. Uh, the school that you went to, right when you came out of high school, you mentioned it. Um, what did you? What did? What kind of got you to think about like, hey, I think I kind of kind of just keep pursuing this. What? What? Were there anybody that influenced you when coming to that? Did they have a college football team? I mean, what, what what else?
0: No, it was just close for convenience, you know. Um, I was close to home, and they had an interior architecture program. So it did focus more on the architectural side of things. So it's where I basically learned the basics of stuff. So the fundamentals of hand drafting and color theory and shapes and drawing and perspective. Like, those basic kind of stuff was just, like, my first year. I didn't really get wholeheartedly into interiors until I got to Chaminade and then that kind of all took off but the crazy thing is is like we were doing all these elaborate projects and it was always super cool because you know we never had a budget you never had to think about anything like that so we were just going kind of crazy and now I'm here and I'm like I could never do any of the stuff that those projects came through and I mean interior as I don't know as we've all heard like architectural school is like rough right well it's kind of the same thing right we camped out under tables late nights in the studio you know we all procrastinate I'll be honest with you but um yeah I did have one professor who like came in and did smash a project and you know what it built my skin a little thicker but I think we've all had to go through that and again I didn't experience that my first year in Wisconsin but I think that Saved it for my senior years, <laughs> so they made me get through all the programs just to shatter me a little bit before they dumped me off in the real world. But
1: <laughs> any one professor that you kind of felt like, man, I wish I never would have taken them.
0: Ah, uh, honestly, no. I think everything happens for a reason, and so because of them, like i made it through school and i love a good challenge right so you tell me what not to do or you tell me that i can't do it i'm gonna turn around and show you that i can
1: we had we had a professor at the university uh uh, university of florida uh his name his last name was what and i think some of you guys that know that last name probably are cringing in your seat right now just listening to that um but uh we always have those nightmares not only in architecture and interiors but i'm sure there's some professors that don't have the patience for their jobs i guess i guess you could say um so you went there and then you went to hawaii what what uh what schooling did you have in hawaii
0: Listen, a uh, little overpriced, little overrated, little overpopulated. For what it's worth, it was a great experience, and I would love to go back to visit, but never to live again. Um, honestly, I just have a very fancy, expensive, exotic piece of paper that hangs above my desk. So for what it's worth, love a good opportunity, but um, wasn't the greatest of all educations, I have to say
1: now now that you're not
0: to throw shade or anything <laughs> just being keeping it real with you you know
1: <laughs> i mean and so now that you've been working what two years and you can kind of say it's like okay now i can kind of associate or put a you know a good gut feeling into having worked for an architecture company not focusing interior design as much or is it that you play playing both roles really well
0: I think for me, I've always had um, an eye for the architecture um, side of things. Like growing up, my dad was a huge, like, Frank Lloyd Wright fan. So, like, I grew up, like, reading books and, like, all that jazz. So, I've always been inclined to move towards the architectural side of things. And, of course, like, if you can get into a firm that has an interiors department, it works a little bit easier. So, you can double dip and dabble in both, which is basically what I've been doing, I guess. But more or less, it comes around as, like, opportunity like timing wise so for the most part for the last like two years i'd say i've been doing a lot of architectural stuff but i think architecture and interiors go really hand in hand because you can't have one without the other um i don't know i guess i i appreciate both for what they have and what they offer but i appreciate them more when they can come together
1: um I think everybody has the same question, especially when you're, well, some some people don't even know this, but when you go to a university, you have to find out if the university is accredited for whatever degree or license you're looking, let's say, for example, for architecture or interior design. I know that interior design, there is a requirement for an NCIDQ testing. uh
0: Yeah, that's always the goal. Um, I think more or less for me, it's just a pride thing to say that I could sit for the test and actually pass it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's hard work to get accredited and get certification. But I'm actively seeking licensure. Just got to keep studying a little bit more.
1: (laughs) Now I was told. That because i I looked into trying to see if I can get an n c i d q uh this is certified or some, or whatever it is that it is, and um you have to go to Atlanta to go take a test a sit down test, and it's like three two or three tests I don't know how many tests there are
0: yep it's three tests So... um uh the PX, the FX, well, it's the FX first, and then a PX, and then the practicum is, like, all-inclusive. But, yeah, it's it's three tests, a lot of hours studying, and then, yeah, you have to sit for it, so it's not like you can just... I mean, there might be testing sites now, because COVID kind of changed all that, but from past experiences and from what I've told, it's better if you, like, can actually sit down, like, at a desk or a table and, like, fill out the little bubbles, but from what we were told in school, sometimes there's not actually a right answer. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong or not. I haven't actually taken the test yet, but um, in school they told us that sometimes there's not even like a right answer. Like if I pick A and you pick B and then somebody else picks A, like the right answer is just like majority rules. So it's kind of just like psyched me out also just a little bit, but I don't know how that, I don't know how that actually works and I don't know if that's actually true, but somebody drop it down in the comments below.
1: That would be the the YouTube the YouTube <laughs> channel upload, <laughs> but if you're in Spotify, you can always email us oh, <laughs> or, go, or go to our Facebook account. <laughs> um, well, that's that's good to know. You know, you, you're working your way to get licensed, and hold on while I dial. Wow, I'm funny as hell. Yeah, we'll we'll delete that coughing out of the recording. <laughs> But uh, so that's good. I mean, so, so for some people that are, are you know still in high school and they're planning and, and thinking, hey, you know, I I may be interested in going into interior design. I'm in Wisconsin. You know, it's like, and I want to attend a, a school. Then now you guys know a little bit about where to go. Um, and are you like getting close to being able to be qualified to go take the test, or is it just st- study now?
0: Well, for now, it's just studying. Um, I still have some more hours to... I don't know track down Um, because there is a certain amount of hours that you have to be in the workforce in order to even sit for the test so I'm still working towards my hours to sit so for now yes it's just studying but honestly the way you just said that I almost wish sometimes I would have stayed in Wisconsin just because I see where my other fellow graduates had I stayed in the program are right now and I'm loving what like they're posting I'm loving what they're doing so for ugh, for me, I think I kind of wish I would have stayed in Wisconsin just to, like, finish out my degree as an interior architect and not as an interior designer. But do not get it twisted. Interior design and interior decorating, that is a soapbox I will forever stand on, are two very different things. No, like... The second we got into the class and, you know, professors asked, like, oh, what got you into interior design? Half those students were like, oh, my God, Joanna Gaines, Joanna Gaines. Girl, honey, sit down. It ain't all like that. So... Decorating and designing are two very different things. Listen, what she does, I'm not knocking it. I appreciate her for what she does, but uh, it's not always the same, and it's not what everybody thinks interior design is, and that's where it gets a little controversial. <laughs>
1: no, it's you know, it's kind of funny because I've been, I've worked in a couple of few companies here uh, in Pensacola, and I noticed that the interior design ladies tend to get more. T- better treatment from the um, product or or, or manufacturers or furniture reps out there. 100%
0: yeah 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 I think it's all about your relationships that you make too right so you sit down you meet with those product reps and and you form that relationship and you understand their product better the more that they show their face around the office like hey I got these new products Um, this is dropping soon this features this and I think to have those relationships are very important but at the same time it's like oh man I can't keep up with all this new stuff sometimes (laughs) I
1: I think uh, okay so so, so you're working to get license, and you're here in Florida. Did you get to? En- are you enjoying yourself here in Florida, going on the beaches? You know, everybody from Wisconsin probably. Oh man, everybody goes. Everybody lives in Florida. Li- goes to the beach every day. Must be awesome.
0: Listen, I think it's kind of the same as like Hawaii. You live there. Um, it's takes away from the vacation aspect yeah you have close access to the beaches whenever you really feel like going but this humidity lately oh honey uh, little dying inside but um for what it's worth yeah it's kind of nice to have you know 72 75 degree winters Phew, forget about the snow i'll stay here i'll just complain about the humidity the whole time <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, thank you, Megan, for joining us. And uh, for some of you guys that are following us, uh, don't forget to, for the YouTube channel, hit the like button, subscribe. And for you guys listening to on um, Spotify, uh, don't forget to subscribe. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, and we will talk to you next time.